0: The previous mishnah brought an argument between Rabbi Yehuda Ishbar in the name of Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Akiva in the name of Rabbi Shua. They heard different things from Rabbi Shua with regards to a particular case of chibur, whether we consider a food item to all be connected or to be like separate entities. This mishnah brings another argument between them based on what they heard from Rabbi Shua. Although this is a totally different case, but in the same world of Chibur. Chulin unsanctified vegetables that were cooked with Truma oil. Vinoga by and a touch touches one of those vegetables. The man who lived and was a significant figure in the place called bar he says in the name of Rabbi Yeshua that he would invalidate all of the vegetables there. The oil is something that connects all of those pieces together, I and mean, we thus view it all as being like one, so they would all become impure, even though the Tvolium only touched one of the vegetables. We're talking about a case where the oil is not floating by itself. However, since all of the pieces are oily and they're touching each other, that's enough for the oil to connect all of them together. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva says in the name of Rabbi Yeshua, the Tvul only invalidates the vegetable that he touched. But the other parts of that dish would not become impure since the oil is not an entity over here. There's not so much oil that it's floating by itself. Each piece is oily and it's got lots of oil, but the pieces are considered to be separate from each other and therefore only the piece that was touched by the Tvulium directly would become impure. Mission evolved. In order for food to become Tome when it has contact with a source of impurity, it must have first become wet at some point, even in the the past, from one of the seven liquids that the Torah considers to be seven liquids that cause Herrscher, that give food the ability to become Tomei. One of the seven categories of liquid is water, and saliva is considered to be an example. It's in this category. Now, in order for Herrscher to occur when the food item becomes wet, Again, Herrscher means that it gains the ability to become Tomei upon having contact with a source of impurity. So in order for Herrscher to occur when it gets wet, it must be that the owner of that food is pleased with the fact that it has got wet. Or at least he's pleased with the existence of the liquid in that particular form. And the Mishnah teaches that Taha Shemagas a pure person who bit into a piece of food and the piece of food ended up falling out of his mouth onto his clothes Truma, and then also landed on a Truma loaf of bread. And we're talking about Truma bread that did not have the ability to become Tome yet. And the question over here is not whether the loaf becomes Tome because we're talking about a pure person's saliva. Rather, the question is whether the loaf has hersher now, whether it becomes fit to become Tomei in the future if it will have contact with a source of impurity. The Mishnah rules that tahar the Trumor loaf, remains pure, meaning it does not gain the ability to become Tomme. The reason being that although saliva is one of the seven liquids that can cause Hersher, over here the owner is not pleased at all, not with the existence of the saliva being out of his mouth, and also not with the fact that it is there at all. The saliva ended up going on its clothes, he's definitely not happy about that. So he's not at all happy with the existence of the saliva, and because of that, he does not have the ability to make the loaf tomei, or to give the loaf the ability to become tomei. If somebody was eating cracked olives, or or wet, moist dates, Callshu writes Lomites as Garinosa, any time that he's interested in sucking the pip which is inside of them, Venofa, if the pit falls down, if it falls out of his mouth whilst he's sucking onto it, in this case he is interested in his saliva being there. That's part of the process of sucking out the moisture from the pip. And because of this, the saliva Venofa al Kushal Truma, if it falls out of his mouth, onto his clothes and th- onto a trumar loaf of bread, tome the loaf, would gain the ability to become tome. even though he wasn't happy about the saliva going onto his clothes, but he was happy with the existence of the saliva because he was sucking the pip, and therefore it has the ability to cause hercher. Third case of the Mishnah now. If he was eating dry olives or dry figs, he would or really any case where he does not want, he's not interested in sucking the pip, because there's not really any moisture there to suck out, the nafa al truma. If the pit falls out of his mouth and goes onto his clothes or onto a loaf of bread that is truma, tahar, the saliva would not make the loaf fit to become tome, because in this case he was not interested in the saliva since he wasn't sucking the pit at all. Now, the entire requirement for the owner to be pleased with the liquid in order for it to cause Herrscher on that food that it touches is true only with regards to a liquid that itself is pure and does not have the ability to cause impurity. However, a liquid that itself is Tomei and can spread impurity to other things If that comes into contact with food, even if the owner is not pleased about it at all, it would give the food the ability to become Tomei, and it would also make the food tome at the same time, because the liquid itself is a source of impurity. It's a liquid that is tome as a Rishon Lutuma, so it can make other food tome as a Shonil latuma. The question is, what is the status of the saliva of a Tavulyoim? So, simply speaking, the saliva is not truma. And since trumor is the only thing Trumol, the meat of carbonis, is the only thing that can become tume from a so the saliva would remain pure. So the Mishnah says, Echot tohar whether the saliva came from a pure person or somebody who is a tevilyoim, ka elu the aforementioned laws would apply that only if the person is pleased with the saliva being there would it cause her. However, be mayor says, Eilu vo Elu de t'vulioim. In all of the cases that were mentioned, the food would become fit to become Tomei and automatically would become tome if the saliva came from a Tavulyoim. Because the liquid that comes from a tome person, or in other words, a tome liquid, has the ability to cause hersher whether the owner is pleased about it or not. The chachom, remember the chachom say, a tulium is not considered to be Tome, and the saliva that comes out of him is not considered to be a tomei liquid. Now, the argument between the Rebbe Meir and the chachomim is really an argument that we have alluded to a couple of times already, whether something that becomes tome from a tavullioim has the ability to cause the meat of carbonase to become tome as well. That is to say, in general, a shlishi le which touches the meat of carbonase makes the meat tome. Carbon meat can become tome on a revi le level, which is one level lower than a shlishi le and we would expect that since the Trumor that touched the tevulyoyim is on the level of a shlishi le so it should be able to make the carbon meat tome. However, the opinion of the chachomim is not so. Since the tevulyoyim's impurity is weak, although that which touches it becomes impure itself, it becomes posel, which means that it itself is impure, but it does not have the ability to transfer that impurity onwards. But Ruby Meyer is the opinion that argues, and according to Ruby Meyer, that which becomes impure from a Tvulyoim has the ability to pass that impurity onwards. And this is really the basis of Ruby Meyer's opinion over here, that with regards to carbonase, we do view the saliva as something that became tome from the Tvulyoim, and would be able to pass that on to the carbon meat. The saliva itself is definitely not impure, so only if we are able to view the saliva as something that can pass the impurity onwards would we be able to view it as being like an impure liquid. So only according to Rabbi Meyer would the saliva of a Tavulioim have the ability to cause hairshare, even if the owner is not pleased with the existence of the saliva. Paridal Mishnah Aleph. One of the tithes which a farmer is obligated to separate from his produce and give as a gift is Meiserishain, which is a tenth of his produce, and he's obligated to give this to a levy. Now, when the levy receives the Meiserishain, he's obligated to separate a tenth of that, which would ultimately be 1% of the original amount of the produce and he needs to give that to a kohen, and this tenth of a tenth is called trumas meiser. Now, until trumas meiser has been separated, it's, in terms of impurity laws, it's considered to be pretty much the same as regular chulin, unsanctified food. Despite that, once the levy separates the, a tenth of that and designates it as trumas meiser to give to the kohen, trumas meiser is like regular truma which is given to a coin by the farmer himself, and it's forbidden to allow that to become Tomei, and it has the same sanctity as regular Truma. And once a tenth of the Mice is separate, is designated as trumas Miser, so that is able to become Tomei. Nevertheless, until it's been designated, the Mice is considered to be like regular, unsanctified food, even though, in a certain sense, there is some trumas Mice contained within it until the Thomas Meister has been designated, so we don't really view the produce as being any more sanctified than regular and food. Says the Mishnah: Meister, i food that became fit to become tome via coming into contact with one of the seven liquids that can cause hersher is when the food item becomes wet and thus fit to become Tomei. The and a then touch that food. Or somebody's hands which are unclean or they haven't been watched over. on one's hands are considered to be Tomei as a chenile Tomei. Such that if the person's hands were to touch truma, then the truma would become Tomei. Just like if a Tvuljoeim touches the truma. The Mishnah teaches that since at this stage it's considered to be like regular unsanctified food so it wouldn't become Tomei at all, and Maffrish and Trumas Batara, one would therefore be obligated when he does come about to separate and designate the Trumas Miser, he would need to make sure that he does so in a state of purity. Because the produce is not Tomei, which means that if he is Tomei when he separates and designates the Trumas Miser, he would be directly making the Trumas Miser impure, and that's forbidden. One is not allowed to make sanctified food like truma, or sacrifices, tomei. And the Mishnah explains itself in place to because the impurity that would come as a result of a tvulyoim, or as a result of somebody's impure hands, would be a shilishi tuma, and that only applies to truma, whereas a shilishi tuma is considered to be totally pure when it comes to unsanctified food, and that's why the Maishra Rishon food would not become tome mishnah base This Mishnah discusses a very similar question to the previous Mishnah, just that over here we're talking about dough. The person who makes the dough is obligated to separate a portion of the dough and designate it as chalor, which is one of the gifts that is given to a kohen. And chalor is considered to have a very similar status to truma, so it would also be able to become a shedish and likewise it's forbidden to allow it to become impure. A woman who is a Tvul that's the feminine form for a Tvul that means that she was Tomei, and she had been to the mikveh, and she has this small remnant of impurity with her until the end of that day, until nightfall. And she's baking some bread. She is able to knead the dough, just like with regards to the Maeserishain, until one designates a tenth of it as trumas Maeser, none of the Maeserishain is able to become Tomei even though ultimately, later on, Trumas Meisa is going to be designated from that produce. We don't view it as if there's already Trumas Meisa mixed in there to the extent that it can become Tomei on the same level as Trumas Meisa. And similarly, with regards to the dough, until the challah has been designated, it's all considered to be unsanctified, and it is not able to become Tomei on the level of Eshlishi Latumah. So she can knead the dough, the kaitzolo challah, and then she should cut off some of the... she should separate some of the dough which she is going to designate as chala. But before she actually declares it to be Challah, she should she should separate it from the rest of the mixture. And she should place it in an Egyptian basket or on a flat wooden board. These are two different utensils that are not able to become Tommy. And the reason why she should place the dough there specifically is in order to remind herself that, as a Tavulas yoim, once the Chala will be designated, she needs to make sure that she doesn't touch it, because once the Chala has been designated as Chala, so then she can make it Tomei. So as a reminder that she needs to be extra careful with not touching it, so she's got to use these utensils that are not able to become Tomei, and then she's able to declare it as Chala. Now, the rule is that when one designates tithes or Chala, the part of the produce or the dough that he is declaring as the truma or as the chala, whatever the gift might be, ideally that produce needs to be right next to the rest of the produce on which he is separating and designating the chala. The whole idea is that the khala is a portion of all of that dough that he is giving over to the koyen. And the piece which the person is declaring as challah needs to be next to it. And because of that, the Mishnah says, well, my kefes, shame, she should bring the piece of dough next to the rest of the dough, just being careful not to have contact, literally, it should just be next to it. And then shame, she can declare it as challah. And the Mishnah once again explains why is there no problem with the woman kneading the dough beforehand because that which will become tome from the Tavul from the Tavul will only become a Tavul Asiyoyim, and that level of a Tavul is considered to be pure as in, in terms of unsanctified food. So since the dough is not sanctified at all, until the Chala has been declared to be Chala, there is no problem with her touching the dough until that point.